Hi friends, welcome to the St. Anne Parish Podcast, where we seek to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. We hope you enjoy this episode. I don't know how many of you know this about me, but I have not one cat, but two cats. I feel your judgment coming upon me, you dog people over here. I love animals. I love dogs. I probably have one if I wasn't a priest here and never at my rectory and always doing uh, ministry. Uh, But because they're cats, you can leave a cat alone with just some food for like five days and they don't even notice you're gone. Uh, But I I do. I, I, I love my cats. They're wonderful. About three years ago, uh, at the beginning of Lent, one of the priests that I was living with in Dallas in the rectory at St. Rita's left the door open. And my cat ran. Infinite love, food, water, warmth at the house. But man, that door was left open, it was gone. And so I was, I was pretty sad. In the first couple days, I was watching and I was waiting. Surely the cat will get hungry and come home. And then a week went by and like we live on the back of a creek. And so there were some like bobcats and different things like that. And so after a week, I was like, oh, the cat might not have made it. And then two weeks went by and, you know, I stopped leaving the gate open I stopped leaving food outside. Three weeks went by, four weeks went by, and I was like, the cat's gone. And then on week five or week six, I started to think, maybe I should get a new cat. (laughs) Like I just moved on, like my heart, I was like, I can't just keep being sad. I got, maybe I need to get a new cat. And then like week seven, week eight, Uh, And then all of a sudden, on Holy Week, a phone call came in. Two months later, and it was animal control, five miles away. And it says, do you have a cat named Walter? (laughs) And I said, I did. And they're like, we found him. Picked him up. He had been living his best cat life. You couldn't even tell a difference. Um, And he just came home. So anyways... I was surprised at how quickly my heart uh, moved on from like waiting and watching to getting a little tired of waiting and watching to just like thinking, ah, let's move on. And it's kind of the sentiment of our lives. We as humans, we can handle a lot and we can, even the extreme things, we can, they can become ordinary. Our hearts just kind of move on. They wander. And the season of Advent, now I'm not saying Jesus is like my cat. He's much higher and better, um, obviously. But there is a sense where our hearts wander, where we stop caring about the things that we used to care about when they're not right in front of us. And so Advent is a season where we are renewing our wanting for the Lord, where we are waiting, watching, allowing our hearts to yearn for him, to not just move on to things of the world, but to renew the watching. 
If you read in our first reading today from Isaiah, you hear the heart of the people. The people were hurting. They knew that they were sinful and they were watching for the Lord. They wanted him more than anything else. They were promised a Messiah. It says this, they knew. They said, God, behold, you are angry. We are sinful. All of us have become unclean. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves. There is none of us who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to cling to you. And so they recognize the waywardness of their heart, the wandering of their heart, and the prophet begs in hope. It says, you, O Lord, are our father. We are your clay, and you are the potter. Work your works. We are in your hands, begging that our sinfulness and our distance, that the Lord would mold us in such a way. And then in this response, the second reading just testifies, God, we give thanks always on your account for the grace that you bestowed on us in Christ Jesus. In him, you have enriched us in every way. So you see this past sinfulness, this recognition that there was a lack of hope and wanting to be restored and reshaped. And then how did, Christ, how did God do that? How did he renew us in our knowledge that we were sinful? He sent his son and renewed us in every way. And in the season of Advent, we watch for him. Now, Advent is not just one thing. It is three things. Did you know that? That there are three purposes of Advent, three comings of Jesus. Adventus means the coming. And so we celebrate, as St. Bernard of Clairvaux, a Cistercian monk said, we celebrate the first coming of Jesus in his weakness, in his human flesh, when he came like us and died for us. We will, second, we will celebrate his second coming when he will come in majesty, Adventu Domini, the coming of the Lord, where he will come in power and bring all of the kingdom to himself. But he says that there is a third and a middle coming, a medius adventus, where God comes in spirit and in truth. And so for the weeks of Advent, we are going to be entering into this. Watchful this week. Next week, we're going to talk about the second coming of Jesus. The third week in joyfulness, we're going to talk about the middle coming, how he enters into our lives currently, right now. And then on the fourth Sunday, we will remind ourselves of the first coming. And we are waiting and watching for him. It is important to watch. Our hearts get drowsy. They wander. We start to look for the new thing. No, we don't want to look for the new thing. We want to look for the one thing, the way in which God renews us. Every renewal is in Christ Jesus. Every gift is in him. If you have everything but Jesus, you have nothing. 
If you have nothing in this world except for Jesus, you have everything. Because on a long enough timeline, everything in this world will be nothing except for what is given to him, our very selves. Advent is four weeks. Did you know that the Hebrew people, the last prophet in the books of the Old Testament is Malachi, the last prophet, was 400 years before John the Baptist. For 400 years, the Hebrew Israel people journeyed towards God with no prophetic voice, just waiting and hoping and longing. We only have to do four weeks. But let's enter into that time. Right now, there are ways to encounter the Lord. But I want to, I want to just lift up one that I would really hope that you would start to do over these four weeks. I know you know that we have an adoration chapel, a perpetual adoration chapel. The code to get into that chapel is one pound. (laughs) You press that, you open the door, and you can sit and watch the Lord. There is someone in front of that chapel, in front of our Lord, the Lord exposed in the Blessed Sacrament, that is praying for you every minute of every day, of every week, of every month, all year long. And so if you are going through something right now, just recognize that there is someone praying for you at every moment of your difficulty to our Lord, the resurrected Jesus Christ, who renews us in all things. But I would encourage you during this Advent season, make some time to go spend over there before the Lord. Allow the Lord to create a fire within our heart, a renewed hope and a zeal. If you're driving someplace and you know you're going to be driving by the church, maybe leave seven minutes early so you can stop by and spend three minutes there. Maybe pick a day of the week that you're going to come to our church campus an extra time to sit before the Lord. Because as we sit before him and recognize that he came first, that he has never left us alone, that there is a time where he is here and that he will come again, it gives us strength to be watchful. And when we are watching, guess what happens? We see him and it renews us. And so as we look for the coming of Jesus Christ, we rejoice in this four-week season where we can prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus. The St. Anne vision is to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. To learn more about St. Anne, go to stannparish.org. God bless.